Bites and Bites Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. Tights and Bites Podcast. Tights and Bites. I hear voices in my head. They talk to me because they're a podcast. They talk to me because it's a podcast. Because it's a podcast, because that's how podcasting works. Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm the dandest stage of them all, Danielle Radford, and I'm joined today by my fellow member of the Nation of Conversation, the Lindvincible Lindy Kelk. Uh, I like the Lindvincible. Hold on. I said your <laughs> name wrong. I could be Lindy. I was Lindy at <laughs> my. Uh, <laughs> I was Lindy at the um, the laundromat near my house in Brooklyn for seven years because they just refused to accept that Lindsay was a name. They had me down as Lindy. If I said it was Lindsay, they wouldn't give me my stuff. So I'm very happy to be. It's it's, it's a it's a callback for me to be Lindy again. It's you nice. Got it's like negged. my previous promotion name. Yeah, <laughs> you got like, negged by a I got negged by the lady at the laundromat uh, who I paid extra to fold my underwear. So she's entitled. She's entitled. <laughs> yeah, you're allowed at that point. You yeah, can call I me no whatever problem you want. With it. I'm the monster. Really. <laughs> right? Honestly, they could have called me anything and I would have still paid gladly. Uh, please take so care I'm of my undies. Lindy Kelk, <laughs> pleased to be here. <laughs> so next week is the start of Max Fun Drive. If you are joining at the $10 level, you have earned an exclusive Tights and Fights wrestling nickname. You too and could be Lindy. You too you could be, be Lindy. Lindy. You've always wanted to be Lindy. <laughs> I recommend it. She lived her best life. And also, <laughs> yo, like it's, hey, if you laugh every week with the effort that Julian puts into your names, that is what you're getting because he is the one that does that. That is from his long list of puns. For better and for worse. For <laughs> <laughs> yo, like it, it's, that. those are where those come from. He has a spreadsheet, but he will craft one artisanally for you. It is an artisanal gimmick. Like so much mayonnaise. That could be you. <laughs> Whereas mayonnaise, they call it aioli, and it's just the same thing. Um, with Julian, <laughs> it's always, you know, it, it's not just a gimmick. It's a lifestyle. Always fresh. Always fresh. Always box fresh, Julian. We love it. Thank you. <laughs> we appreciate you, Julian. And I'm so excited for our new uh, members coming in, getting their nicknames. What a prize. What a gift. One of my favorite parts of the episode is the nicknames and is uh, the AKAs, if you will. And if you join at any level, you get a special exclusive pictures of a Tights and Feist Wrestle Pet. I didn't agree to this. <laughs> Julian. You agreed to it last year, which I think means you, were, I did, you agreed I did. to it in perpetuity. I did. Yeah. All right. I, I briefed you'll, you'll... my children. Uh, they've been informed. <laughs> well, you'll definitely get a... Uh, face up tails down photo of uh of my baby Hudson because now he wakes me up with his little face in my face so all I see is like literally either he puts his butt in my face and I have to move him or now he does this thing where he's like I wake up and he's like hey why and he's like literally like grabbing my hand now he knows to grab my hand it is wild so I will try to get a picture of that because I couldn't they they didn't like me enough last year for me to get a picture of them in gear let us know on social media whichever one you wind up choosing to join at whichever level and we will take care of you and by we I once again mean VIP Julian (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> he's the bestest. He's the bestest and also owner of Russell Pets. There are many Russell Pets involved in this situation. My son uh, has spent the year training to be a high flyer. My cat oh. son, Anderson Cooper. Uh, he has taken to being flung around. Uh, he likes oh. to be thrown onto the bed in in a rotating spinning fashion. Well, um, I mean, don't we all, Lindsay? It, I know it. I know it sounds like abuse, but if you don't do it, he will hit you until you do it, and then once he has been thrown across the bed, he runs back to you, purring for it to be done again. Uh, and I have managed to secure excellent footage of this act uh, from underneath, so you can see the real spin. Uh, it's it's a beautiful angle you would never get in the ring. Uh, so I, I would like to share that with with some of our some of our supporters. So just keep that in mind. Join at any level, and you could receive a video of Anderson the High Flyer Cooper Cat. Yo, she hasn't even said that spinning. to me yet, and we send each other all. I of literally our pet filmed folders. it last no, night. It's, no, no, it no, was very important. You're holding out on me. All I'm right. holding out on you. Are, are you supporting Tights of Fights, Danielle? No. <laughs> <laughs> just with your blood, sweat, and tears. With your blood, sweat, and tears. But those videos, those photos, they could be yours. Oh, Max I want. Drive. Yo, that's very exciting. So uh, thank you for everyone who supports us. And hey, as we always say, look, we get it. Like times is tough. You can't always support. Share us with your friends. Share us around. Let people know what you like about us and what you like. And that is also a great way to help. Because again, we all know, yeah, like we ain't all got it sometimes. We appreciate all of our listeners, whether you are able, obviously, to join at any level or not. But if you do want to help us and you can't join, Share us with your friends. So we're going to start this week by going around and discussing things in wrestling that we saw and enjoyed. Sorry, I got thrown off by going around because I'm like, it's just me, Lindsay. Um, and then Julie and Winnie chimes in. <laughs> Calcity, Cal, 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 what made you happy this week? I mean, it's made me happy this week starting this episode by talking about cats for 17 minutes. Um, <laughs> as you can tell, Hal's not here, so it's all going to be butts and cats this week. Butts and cats and butts and cats. Enjoy, settle in, get a cup of tea, maybe pause, go make yourself a coffee. Um, <laughs> but yeah, what's made me happy this week? Butts and cats. I remembered seeing Sasha and Naomi, and that always makes me happy. That's my favorite uh, part And of this I remembered week. It's so Rhea silly. turning, and that made me happy because I like a heel Rhea. Really upset some oh, oh, Come on, Rhea. No. Can't blame Rhea. You can blame her for that. But, uh, I get the frustration, but come on. Attacking her tag team partner. Rhea is so beloved, they might have a hard time <laughs> getting her over as a heel at the moment. Because yeah. people love that lady. But she is a great heel, and I'm pumped to see it. I was also thrilled to see um, Cody as over as he is. I just find it really funny. Is it just me that it is bizarre that we've gone from being like, what is going on, Cody? What is with this AEW character? What are you trying to do? I don't understand. How does this work? Why are you always on? Why are you putting yourself in stories that don't really make sense? What is happening? And now suddenly he's back and it's like, oh, that that's why. Because you were running a WWE gimmick in an AEW show. Uh, and now it all makes sense again. And to see him over with kids, mm. I think that's a little bit beautiful because that's who's not watching AEW, right? It's kids aren't watching it. Um, so kids that don't remember him from WWE, because mm. you think anyone under the age of like 11 
probably doesn't remember him. And if they did remember him, he was stardust. Yo, I have a lot of complicated Cody Rhodes feelings. Because yeah, like now that he's in his spend it and I'll make more era, which is essentially what happened during AEW (laughs) where he was like, yo, I'm gonna get this belt. I'm gonna get these robes. We'll see Spend what happens. Spend it now, make more later. It was a great t-shirt and it, it nearly bankrupted me with that lifestyle. So like, <laughs> it's not something I recommend, but no, I enjoyed no, it as no, a character. No. Uh, <laughs> save it now. Make more later. You don't know what's gonna happen. Uh, you'll grip, just have more. That's great. <laughs> grip your keyboard uh, as though you're clinging to life and being brought down slowly, slowly, slowly <laughs> by one of those quicksands that you always thought was gonna attack you randomly as a child, but it doesn't, or like the Bermuda Triangle and just hold on for dear life. I really did spend a lot of my childhood being more worried about quicksand than I probably needed to be. Mm. Like a lot of it. Like I was always on the lookout. Why do they do that to us? Quicksand was the heels of life. (laughs) It's like, oh, I'm supposed to be afraid of you and I don't know why. So there's the AEW and New Japan crossover show. Um, They are opening... A door? It's not forbidden. It's not forbidden. It's not even slightly frowned upon, is it? It's just a door. It's barely even a door at this point. It's like a cat flap. It's like Friends or Seinfeld, where it's like, oh, you live in New York and you don't lock your apartment. And it's like, oh, no, we were all hanging out watching TV and now Joey is here. Like, (laughs) just open. You're asking to be robbed, basically. They are asking for New Japan to come in (laughs) and steal things from them. Like, I don't. But they won't because New Japan are the people that everyone's steals from (laughs) (laughs) i'm just a very polite people do you know what i mean like very respectful people it's a very respectful culture it's a very respectful promotion yeah obviously like i'm waiting to hear more deets before i get reels in my feelings about what y'all know i'm gonna get in my feelings about but i will say we don't know yet like there are as of the time i am watching this uh, or paying like super attention to it granted i've missed stuff i've been really busy baby is stupid i apologize if they bring in ring of honor stuff like you can bring in some ladies there if they decide to do like a shine or a shimmer no they've said they're not doing it uh that has they have said that they're not doing ladies so let me ruin your day uh i did see a conversation with the owners of bushi road and um they said this is new japan AEW, not stardom AEW. but like hey maybe we'll do that in future but it's like hey what's stopping you from doing it now apart from the fact presumably many conversations were had and at no point did either side say what about the women though i understand it is going to be AEW dudes and New Japan gents, which is all they have, and no ladies. Unless AEW put a women's match on, who can say? Uh, I haven't seen yet, you know, so I'm trying to be like, of course they have to. You have to know. Yeah, they don't. Like, yo, they I don't. I, I, <laughs> I love New Japan, but like part of the, the exchange of loving New Japan is like, yo, like they have like sister promotions that are all women. And so it's like... Well, now Bushiroad owns Stardom and they did have yes. a Stardom match at Wrestle Kingdom this year. Like, you know, they're testing the waters, they're seeing how it feels. I don't know if those are the dollies that are concerned in this pay-per-view, which I would be more excited about if we didn't see people from New Japan at a variety of promotions all of the time Bullet Club are literally at impact this week. I, I mean, I'm not, not excited to see it, but I need to see a lot more details before I get giddy. I'm excited because it reminds me a lot more of what 
I was one of the things, one of the many things that I was excited about when we heard about this new venture was like, oh, yeah, yes. I'm going to get to see one of the things that we loved about being the elite in that era where it was like the Bucks, Kenny, Cody, uh, uh, Hangman, all of the Adams, a bunch of other people that I'm a dick and not remembering. But one of the things we loved was that this was the storyline that was hopping from promotion to promotion to promotion to promotion. And so while, we know, when they were doing their stuff with TNA, it was like, ah, maybe this is too early for this because you're trying to establish yourself. It's, It's a different thing when you're on TV. And then when they're doing stuff, you know, with like other promotions, like, oh, okay, like I get it. But this is one of those ones where it's like, this is the prince that was promised. Yeah, and New Japan has really missed those guys. I, I That might not be a popular opinion with every New Japan fan, but for me, I've been watching it for a few years now. Um, I feel like they are in a bit of a figuring out Rebuilding period. period, yeah. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that those dudes left. It did create a bit of a vacuum, which yeah. most places you start going through a rebuilding and, and like you build up new stars and exactly. then boom, pandemic. Yeah, and New Japan, you know, has a very strict system. Like, they have a system of how to develop mm-hmm. stars. They have the dojo. They have guys that come in. They have guys that come up and come through. They've also been building New Japan strong and uh, the American side of the business. And they, a lot of their U.S. talent, a lot of their international talent, p- put their focus into that side yes. of the business. So mm-hmm. it hasn't necessarily been key to the Japanese side of the business. Obviously, the G1 is coming up soon. That's the most exciting part of this to me because I'm like, does that mean I can have some of my current AEW faves show up in the G1? Like, I want Brian Danielson to have a G1 so badly. I want it for him. It might kill him. Uh, (laughs) It very well could kill him. It nearly killed Kota Ibushi and Kenny Omega and a variety of other people. So how he's going to fare, I don't know. But I would love to see a bunch of those guys in the G1. Someday. Maybe now, someday. There'll be a place for us. There'll be a place for <laughs> Coda and Daniel Bryanson, Brian Danielson. Oh, God. You want it. I don't know what I would do. You want it. I would need, need Nikki it. and Brie in their respective corners. Like, I would need I would well, need the Bellas involved somehow. Because I think Kota Ibushi and Nikki would get along. If we, I, I mean, could see Nikki and Kota like doing a little backstage vignette. They could go out and get their nails done. They could have a lovely day. Mm-hmm. I think they would bond. Uh, and then you could see Daniel refusing to let Brie buy pre-cut pineapple. Uh, and then she would turn on him during the match. I mean, I just, I really think it's all there. Also, alternatively, they could just have a great match on their own. Don't at me for saying that the Bella Twins should get involved in this. People. Sometimes we just make speculation. <laughs> we don't mean it. We just think it's also like funny and like, yeah, I'd want to see it. That's not like the serious thing that we want to happen. But I, yeah, I, but- that would be a wonderful match. You know, and then Kenny could show up. And also, I mean, uh, I, I, I'm not going to get into it, but if you want someone to show you how to properly enjoy pineapple, apparently Sasha Banks is <laughs> ready to go. Good for you. Ready. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited about the show, but I am excited with reservations. Julian and I were discussing this, you know, our feeling, our feeling, I'm speaking for Julian. Don't you dare unmute yourself, Julian. You I will speak for you. Um, but I, I don't feel like it's going to be a Survivor Series-esque situation where we no. have every match will be AEW versus no. New Japan mm-hmm. and champion versus champion and all, all that jam because I don't think that necessarily benefits everyone. Oh, I didn't think that. Is that what people are saying? Because like, yeah, no, I, I did not. I people wanting that because no, they're no, like, no, oh, no, I no. want to see Okada versus Hangman. And I'm like, well, but who wins if, you know, someone loses? 
so so you know no one wins at that point you can't really do that in wwe they're all working for the same promotion but in this situation, you would have someone be a big loser. Yeah. And, and then um, they have to go back basically to their promotion being like, oh, well, I wasn't loser. as good as this other top guy yeah. from this other thing. And it's like, no, and like the whole point of a title is that I have the biggest fucking genitals of anyone in the world. Yeah. Whatever We're they are. We're very much in a Vin Diesel, The Rock situation where they each have to win an equal number of fights and they can never fight each other. You know, it's, we're going to be in that position. You know, we actually uh, Where did, no one wants to lose face. We actually did a video on that on Screen Junkies. I have to say this. Fantastic. Where we literally counted like the equal number of punches they both had. But yeah, that's no, that's exactly babies. what it has to be. And like, Yo, we all popped big. I did. When Mickey James came into the Women's Royal Rumble, but it's also like, oh, I don't mean to sound crappy, but there's a difference between doing the Super Bowl and doing um, another sports thing that's just as important, but I don't know sports. Julian, now you can unmute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a really good college bowl game. Yeah, like the there Rose you go. Bowl. My cat agreed. Yeah. Or like yeah. a different... That's a game. There's a cotton bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's uh, fun this. and it's great, but it ain't <laughs> the biggest thing. Oh, and if it's baseball, maybe it's like, yo, I got to see a no hitter or like a blah, blah, blah. Julian's nodding. I know sports. <laughs> 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 I get to see a perfect game. They're, these are amazing experiences, you know, but it, it's not like the Super Bowl. I sound like an asshole. I, I fully followed you and, and agreed completely thank you aw was good this week there was some good stuff there was Mm -hmm. some good stuff yeah it was great to see brit back and see it happen in pittsburgh baddies you can sit the hell down because i'm the baddest bitch on the block and your future owen hart foundation tournament winner yours truly dr Britt baker I love to see the crowd pop for her. I really do. Every time I see her get something lovely, I just always think of that terrible promo when they were so mean to her. And I always want to be like, yes, yes, this is what growth looks like. (laughs) Yes. Um, And you hate when you get bullied into growth, but it's also like, you know, creates a pearl or whatever. Yeah. So like as a woman, (laughs) uh, I was like, wait, I remember this. I identify. I enjoy. Um, So I was pleased to see that for her. I thought the punk match was great. Punk Dustin was, was good. I'm really intrigued to see where we're going with the punk thing. That punk wants his title. Is he going to get his title? Is he going to go full heel to get it? I've been ready for that since he came back. I've spoken on this a thousand times. I would, Lindsay, so. I would like to know, because of the implications and the hubbub, punk was doing a lot of the bret hart references you are classically a bret hart girl and a phil oh we'll see so well i mean it depends who you ask if you ask phil uh there's a young lady called Lindsay kelk uh, who has a lot of thoughts and feelings about him in the esquire article (laughs) and which he didn't didn't really fully understand but he did remember the name of the person that was quoted in the article but yes i i was historically a huge fan CM Punk fan. Yes, um, same, same. Of old. You gave me a you gave me a CM Punk bank. The, I give you the CM piggy bank. Yeah, um, he's the CM pig bank. It's right here. I'm um, looking at it. It's magical. But obviously, my love for Brett goes back further. 
Also, I mean, you really do start to see where my type forms, where mm. it's pissy brunettes. <laughs> um, that, that Yo! Is like what I like uh, in a man. Ooh, a pissy brunette who holds a grudge. Yeah, like, like, for fuck's sake, babe, we went for those pancakes four years ago. You have to stop being mad that they gave you, like, pecan instead of fucking blueberry. Like, let it fucking go. That's my favorite. That's my favorite kind of gent, and I'm pretty sure this is where it came from. Yo, like, I'm um, a combination of you and Anderson Cooper where it's like I want a gent that I can argue about how ridiculous they are but then also yo if you want to like consensually with a safe word toss me on the bed this is what happens when Hal isn't here Bye, Hal. it's happened right, we're there now we're there you yeah. guys we've reached rock bottom come join us <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like so anyway but yes I I was deeply in love with Bret Hart as a small child didn't really understand why but now we do now we know um, and I have been following following the rumor mill very closely so for anyone who hasn't caught up on it which I'm sure is no one because you're listening to a wrestling podcast which means you are keyed in but obviously AEW is doing the Owen Hart tournament mm. both men's and women's mm-hmm. general beliefs seem to be people were assuming that Brett was going to get involved with this somewhere yeah, along the line yeah. And we know Brett has a relationship with FTR and we know FTR loves Brett. Yes. And they did announce at AEW that FTR will be having a, a, a one-on-one match against yeah, each other. Yeah, yeah. I would- and I saw a lot of people saying like, oh, this is where Brett's going to come in. So like at the end of the match, it will, like Brett will come in and be like, everyone's pals. It's all okay. Now, this as of today, as of recording, that man who I don't care for is reporting it, which is why people are taking it oh, so seriously. Man? That man. Mm. Julian and I, again, we did some journalism. We did some journalisming, uh, which is the official term for it. Julian will tell you he has a degree in it. Mm. Trying to locate the sources and the reporting on this because all of the reports just seem to be sources in AEW believe that Matt has signed a lucrative deal with WWE, which is stopping him from being involved in AEW. And I'm just going to say whether that's true or not, we do not know. Uh, we do not know. Brett is wrestling of old. He will go mm-hmm. where the money is. Mm-hmm. But also, like, no one bears a grudge like that man. Uh, it is my favorite thing. That little clip of him the other week uh, shouting about Hogan yes. not being on The Simpsons. <laughs> like, never let it go. Never let it go, Brett. Bring never. it up at every opportunity. I love you. Maybe this would be a great time for sources at AEW to put their phones down hmm. and just stop saying stuff. Because we don't know. And even if it is true... The fact that it's come out of AEW makes it look kind of petty because it kind of makes it look like, oh, well, we're doing a tournament for Owen, uh, but he's decided to take the money from the other guys, so he won't be involved in it. And I don't think it comes off well for anyone apart from Brett, who has said and done nothing. But is managing FTR at an upcoming indie show, which looks magical, looks absolutely magical. We obviously like joke around and speculate on this, but also we make it very clear. We don't know shit. We do a comedy podcast like that. That's not so that thing where it's like a bunch of people pretend like they know what's going on and they it's parasocial and weird. You don't know these people. So you don't weird. know what's going so on. Weird. Obviously, we speculate, but like we don't report it as news. It's all a lot of rumor and conjecture at this point. And I know there's also been rumor released this week that WWE is interested in getting FTR back. And I, I don't know, because AEW signed FTR. I feel like FTR's run hasn't been what I thought it would be in AEW. We, you know, we were so pumped for so long, for right. so many years, mm-hmm. we were teased the box versus FTR. And then when we got it, it was 
a really abbreviated program. They have the shortest reign mm-hmm. of all of the tag team champions so far. They keep being bundled into groups and factions. Obviously, there was a really unfortunate injury yes. um, oh, that God. held things up, that mixed things up. Also, please stop putting that in my timeline. I would appreciate never, it. Never, I never want to see it again. I didn't want to see it the first time. Mm-hmm. I, I actually genuinely, if this was the UK, that would have been like, the BBC had 74 complaints overnight because I would have complained. It was gross. <laughs> and I, do, I think it was irresponsible of AEW to keep showing it and to keep showing it in slow-mo because it was fucking gross. It's not my um, but yeah, we don't know. But I don't think of FTR as as AEW guys. I mean, I don't even know if I think of them as WWE guys. I think of them as journeyman wrestlers uh, who love to wrestle. And I think they will go where is best for them at the moment. Um, So I have no idea. I have no idea. I'm very curious to see where we go and what happens next. Like, again, speculation now, I'm bugging no. But like, I do, I always pop big for that thing where it's like, yo, um, members of a faction or a tag team or people that we know to be best friends they have to go against each other. Um, yes. And there's respect there. I mean, remember when the Iconics wrestled each other oh. and it was just like, they're crying. They're doing cryings. <laughs> it was like, they're going to do a cry. Even Mandy and um, Sonya. Yes. That was a fucking great match. That was the best match either of them I had. I love that. So I'm thrilled to see this. I can't wait to watch FTR have their best friends moment. I genuinely hope it doesn't end in a breakup. Because I don't no, know what happened. No, it ha- won't. It, yeah, it, it yeah. will not. I'm hoping it will end in a gentle kiss on the forehead. That's all I want. That's, That's my baby. Um, if you've got if you've got anything to talk about from the week in wrestling, let us know about it on Facebook and at Tights Fights on Twitter and Instagram. When we come back, we're going to talk about why one listener has a lot of love for Charlotte. That's up next on Tights and Fights. Danielle. Did you have breakfast this morning? Absolutely not. <laughs> like, I didn't know what, I genuinely didn't know what you were going to say. <laughs> so that's good to know. Uh, but well, we can both agree uh, that as important as breakfast and all of our meals, baby likes to eat, uh, as important as those meals are, it is a total pain to wake up early, set up cookware, make something to eat, all before we have to get our day started. Can we agree on that? Do you conquer? Uh, yeah, that sounds like total garbage. And I usually wind up like getting one of those frozen meals where it's like, oh, it's like a croissant, which, but worse and frozen. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. Um, also, that and um, I hate having to waste my time going to a drive through to buy something if I don't have anything in. Also, gas prices. Am I right, America? Insert generic gas gag here, right? It's crazy. I love um, American Lindsay Gelk. <laughs> am I right, America? Well, howdy, partner. That <laughs> gas is expensive. Uh, and I mean, I ain't going to eat something that's not good for me anyway. <laughs> That's how I feel. I am an American citizen. Don't at me. story. (laughs) Not wrong. Knows more than you do. I promise. But that's where our friends at Soylent come in. They make nutritious, delicious, complete, and balanced food from sustainable ingredients that are good for you and good for the planet. Plus, the Soylent Complete meal drinks have 20 grams of protein. That's that's loads. And come in tons of delicious flavors. They got chocolate? Yes, they do. Mint chocolate? Yes, they do. Strawberry. 
Oh, yes, they do. Chocolate. You already said that, but yes, yes, they do. Uh, plus, you can take a look at all of their options, including the Soylent Square Bars, which I love, uh, Soylent Complete Energy and Soylent Complete Nutrition, and you can have it all delivered right to your door. Well, gosh almighty, Lindsay Kelk, I'm sold. All I need now is to get it at a discount. Well, do I have some good news for you? <gasps> If you go to Soylent.com forward slash tights and use promo code tights, you get 20% off your first order. That is Soylent.com forward slash tights and the promo code T-I-G-H-T-S for 20% off your first order. Max Fun Drive 2022 starts in just one week. Monday, April 25th. We'll have exclusive Max Fun Drive gifts, awesome episodes, bonus content, and you know what else? You'll just have to tune in. We have some tricks up our sleeve. Sleeves? Tricks? Is it plural? We'll catch you next week. The greatest time to support the podcasts you love. Max Fun Drive starts on Monday, April 25th. Don't miss it. back to tights and fights i'm danielle radford i'm joined today by lindy kelk <laughs> oh god damn it i'm never gonna live <laughs> this down i'm never gonna live this down it um, is what it is ah gosh darn it this week we're gonna give one corner of wrestling some extra attention this is our main event let's get ready to oh. anal bleeding whoa, whoa. holy shit WWE i love kate on a hard fart victory. Live, pal. What? Everything is right and perfect and nothing is wrong. We here at Tights and Fights have a segment called My Special Wrestler. If you've been listening for a while, you know what that is. But some of you might be checking us out from Max Fun Drive. So My Special Wrestler is a segment where we invite you to share your personal stories about why a wrestler means so much to you. This time, we've got an email from listener Maggie Rose, who tells us about why she loves Charlotte Flair. Thank you for sharing this with us, Maggie. This is going to get kind of heavy, so we understand that some people might need a trigger warning or a content warning. If frank discussions of trauma are disturbing or you would rather not, go ahead and skip ahead. Lindsay Kelk, Lindsay Kelk. Tell us what Maggie has to say. I most certainly will. Um, and yeah, thank you for sharing this with us, Maggie. Also, Maggie Rose, great wrestler name. I'm just putting that oh, out there. I'm just gosh, saying if you felt like you it, Maggie. Doing? It's a classic. It's a classic. Never anyway, back to Maggie's story. So Maggie tells us, a few years ago, I was at my lowest point. I was recovering mentally and emotionally from multiple assaults in my childhood. My boyfriend is a wrestling fan, and I had started watching just as a way for us to bond. Like so many of us, Maggie. Like so many of us. Yeah. Women's wrestling became my safe space. And let me tell you, there is a revolution with women in sports happening right now. Whether it's women's soccer, whether it's UFC, whether it's tennis, women are making their mark and it is time for us to make a change in the Divas division right now. 
It was somewhere that I could see strong, confident women overcome their personal struggles. One that stuck out to me was Charlotte Flair. I am a franchise player. I am a genuine superstar. And what I do in this ring is sacred to my family. She was strong, she was loud, she knew exactly who she was, and she reminded me that I wouldn't feel this small and weak forever. Watching her win became watching myself win, and yes, she wins a lot. Here is your winner by submission, and the new SmackDown Women's Champion, Charlotte Flair! Charlotte Flair has done the unimaginable. Well, Charlotte, now a 10-time women's champ. What's next? 16-time? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Why not? No. Why not? <laughs> um, uh, I always want to take the women's division to the next level. So whatever that may be, that's where I plan on going. Her stories were there for me when I felt like I had nothing. And she will always be my favorite for that reason. I love you guys, too. Woo! Maggie, thank you for sharing that with us. She does win a lot. <laughs> I think it's true. But sometimes we need that lesson. I think sometimes we need to see a woman win a lot. Like, it can be a positive. Yo, like, I completely relate to, like, that thing where it's like, oh, I get to watch, like, a bunch of really talented women kick the shit out of each other. It did change. I've been a wrestling fan for such a long time. And when Charlotte and the women's evolution came through, it did change my experience as a wrestling fan. Oh. Um, and for the better, you know, there's so much debate around Charlotte and who she is and what she is and her background and her, her natural ability versus her you know, desire to work and the difference between that. We've seen her heal. We've seen her face. We've seen her go through so many different journeys. I was trying to think of my favorite matches and my favorite storylines mm. with her. And a lot of it goes way, way back. Like I loved her match with Natalia. Like I will always love that match with Charlotte and Natalia. I just thought that was a real masterclass for both of them. It made them both look so good. Mm. Um, it's what I would love to see from Natty mm. in her current NXT run. And who knows? Who knows what that will be? Obviously could not not think of her run with Becky, um, oh. which led up to the Rumble. I mean, it led up to Mania, sorry. I mean, that was almost a whole year. That was almost yeah. a whole year of back and forth. Uh, and there was just so much incredible stuff there. And I remember when I was at Evolution mm-hmm. um, and that Becky-Charlotte match, and they just genuinely wanted to kill each other and it was such a compelling story and such a compelling match and they both just brought it there and honestly Um, watching so great i'm sorry the revolutionary idea of like charlotte was already part of a group of people who were like i know we joke about the glass ceiling but a group of people who were like this is how we do it whatever and so watching like brutality on that level for a like a women's match was amazing. If you go back and you watch Charlotte in NXT and the way that she developed throughout. Yeah, totally. Yo, I love, uh, maybe I watch too many documentaries and like a, a series made on documentaries. I love nothing more than watching someone be like, yeah, I know. I'm part of this like wrestling dynasty, but please let me show you why I deserve to be here. And you can believe whether she does 
or whether she doesn't. But you have to say she has tried to be like, I am, you know, I am trying to be my own person. And again, I'm speculating. I feel like she would rather not do all the flair things, but whatever. I mean, it's it's hard to say at this point. It's hard to say what she would rather and rather not do right now because there's so much speculation and she's in and she's out. But you, there is no denying that journey that she took and you can see a very clear journey. And I think it's interesting to people who have only seen her on the main roster mm-hmm. and it's to people who have seen her more recently. She's been there a minute now. It's been yeah. a minute. You can see how she started out a little uncertain and a little not unsure of herself. And mm-hmm. her natural talent was never in question. Her athletic ability has always been there. But that character, who she is now, the, the presentation of it, the aesthetic of it, and then much as Maggie speaks to, the, the idea that she's loud, she's strong, mm-hmm. she, she does not question whether or not she belongs in the room. And I think that's a big thing I hear from women very often. And I think that was a big thing for women in wrestling we as fans were also made to feel like we did not belong in the room. Mm. And I hear that from women in all industries and all fields all the time. It's like, oh, I feel like an imposter. I feel like I don't belong here. I don't feel like I'm welcome here. I feel like I'm being excluded. Charlotte now and the presentation of Charlotte since she got Mm -hmm. to the main roster, she has, you get the vibe from that current character that she has never not owned a room that Mm. she walked into. There has never been a moment in that character that she did not, completely own and belong in every single room she's ever walked into into her whole life but we know that's not true if you've watched the whole evolution you got to see that confidence and that character build which is beautiful we don't get a lot of opportunities to watch and yeah she wound up being the most pushed of the four horse women but like 100 when you look at charlotte you look at someone who was like yo we don't often get to be this like I am physically dominant. I am verbally dominant. And I will tell you how dominant I am and how you got to bow down to me. And I do understand the the criticism sometimes that we feel like she's not always given it her no. whole ass. But even sometimes like half she her assing, and we have to be and, right. And mm-hmm. sometimes her half ass is better than anyone else's like full ass. Yes. Like it's hard to say. I do love that she and Char- she and Becky are managing to run this. Do they really hate each other? I genuinely don't know. In the age of kayfabe and and no one knowing Mm. shit and everyone thinking they know everything, the fact that we genuinely don't know, I'm kind of like, because I could totally see how Becky could be pissed at her and I could totally see how Charlotte could not give a fuck. I don't know. And I love that I don't know. So thanks, ladies. (laughs) Thanks for keeping me guessing. Love it, love it so much. And I know that she's going up against Rhonda, but honestly, like it's... I feel like Rhonda is diminishing returns and I feel like this particular feud is super like, God, uh, who fucking cares? I think it's something that Charlotte is better than and I I, I do think she brings out the best in Rhonda. I thought the WrestleMania match this year probably was the best match I've seen her She feels like she's trying good for her yeah it feels like she's trying it feels like she's got to raise her game a bit because i do think charlotte probably doesn't pull her punches quite so much Mm -hmm. you know and i don't mean that i mean that in both literal and metaphorical sense i feel like she has been a little bit like you need to raise your game if you want to be in the ring with me um and you know ronda's talked a lot of shit about an industry that charlotte is a legacy and then came right back and i don't think it was a shoot interview 
No, and I really liked the start of that WrestleMania match was scrappy um, and they were both just like mm-hmm. taking shots at each other and it it felt like they meant it, you know? And I was like, oh, I, I actually feel like they're trying to make prove a point with each other here. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, I'm fine with them to have another one. I just, I just want Ronda to go away regardless. So mm-hmm. um, I don't know. And where she goes from here, I don't know. I do, I feel like as much as it sounds ridiculous given how many championships she's had and how many storylines she's been in, I don't know if we've seen her do everything she can do. I Mm-mm. feel like she's been kind of underutilized in like big storyline ways. Like give her a meaty storyline that's not your dad might have knocked up Lacey Evans, you know? Um, Honestly, the give her like a really meaty, amazing storyline. They fumbled her. There is no reason why she shouldn't be not only the top woman in wrestling. There is no reason she shouldn't be one of the Becky Lynch was the top person in wrestling yeah. for a year. Yeah, there's no reason she should have been that. And if she wants to be, I think she still can be. But I, I, I agree. think we they have to find the thing that connects with her that's not just she's Charlotte Flair. I've spoken to her multiple times over multiple years and I've seen her grow and I've seen them train the shit out of her. Like she is one of their top media trained humans because like we say, they've been pushing her as the face for so long. But does she want that? That's my, that's my question. What does she want? 100%. If you want to tell us about your special wrestler, send it to Julian's email julian at maximumfun.org when we come back we got three things from wrestling you should know about that's up next on tights and fights if you're sick of constantly arguing with the people closest to you about topics that really aren't going to change the world we're here to take that stress off of your shoulders. We take care of it for you on We Got This with Mark and Hal. That's right, Hal. If you have a subjective question that you want answered objectively once and for all time for all of the people of the world, questions like, who's the best Disney villain, Mac or PC, or should you put ketchup on a hot dog? That's why we're here. Yes, I get that these are the biggest questions of our time, and we're often joined by special guests like Nathan Fillion, Orlando Jones, and Paget Brewster. So let Mark and Hal take care of it for you on We Got This with Mark and Hal, weekly on Maximum Fun. Welcome back to Tights and Fights and Butts and Cats and Butts and Cats and Butts and Cats and Butts and Cats. I'm Danielle Radford and I'm joined today by Lindsay Kelt. This week, we're going to end the show by sharing some of the joy of wrestling with you. This is the three count. My Lindsay Kelk, my one and only. What are you putting over? Hello. Uh, I don't know if I've mentioned my theme for today is pissy brunettes. (laughs) Um, And I am putting over one of my favorite pissy brunettes. Um, And we talked about the AEW um, slightly frowned upon cat flap show uh, (laughs) coming up with New Japan. And I just want to give a special mention to my man Kenta. Who, for a long time, has been very open and very clear about his issue with my man Phil, uh, pissy brunette number two. Uh, uh, immediately, Kenta posted, "Give me the best in the world." <laughs> and I'm like, I want it, 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 I want it. I want to see Kenta 
kick Phil's face off. Uh, they, you know, they're like the same-ish age. They uh, have, have had similar journeys. Not one kind of. One of them didn't go home and pretend to do MMA for a minute. But you know, uh, we had Hideo Itami. God bless him. Came a cropper in that parking lot. Should have known better. Should have known better. <laughs> Why would you be uh, in the parking lot? Don't do it. I don't mean to victim blame. Do it. But I, I, I was thrilled to see the call out. I don't. I can't see it because it would have to be a shoot match. It would have to be a shoot I don't match, know right? how they would be able to have a real match. Just the battle of the go-to-sleeps. I want it. I don't know if I'll get it, but I want it. And I do just, as I say, I love a pissy man with a grudge. And I was gifted with so many this week. <laughs> gifted with so many. So I just wanted to give a special shout out to Kenza because I do enjoy when it spills over and when someone immediately capitalizes on an opportunity. Shoot that shot, sir. Shoot that shot. That's amazing. I 100% agree. Julian, do you have anything to put over this week? Or are you shaking Yeah, I do. Uh, sure. Okay. I love so how he is... always sounds surprised. Like he doesn't know that if we don't have one of us, we always ask him. <laughs> and he's like, oh, no, me, little baby Julian, me. <laughs> I like to just be what? like, oh, I didn't see you come in. Uh, <laughs> oh, hi there. I didn't see you. <laughs> this Julian's in his own black box. <laughs> I can even say I have two things. Uh, first thing, uh, I loved Britt coming out with mm. the uh, two Pittsburgh Steelers uh, to the ring. Don't really care about uh, the other one, but the one that I did care about was Najee <laughs> Harris. He used to play for Alabama, and he was really great. Aww. And he's uh, also, by all accounts, a really nice guy who, to be serious for a second, actually had a little bit of a rough time because the Pittsburgh Steelers actually had um, a death on the team not that long ago. Very tragic, very, very sad. Um, rest in peace, Dwayne Haskins. So it was really nice to see him. And there was like a really sad video that came out of like Dwayne Haskins and him kind of messing around and having some fun a day before the guy died. So I imagine he's really been going through it. So I was very happy to see Najee out there having some fun and having a good old time. Looked like he wanted to cut a promo, but they weren't going to let him do that. So, uh, but I hope you roll had- tide, Julian. Roll <laughs> yes, tide. Indeed. I learned that from you. You did, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're doing all right, Najee. But the other funny thing that happened was there was a match upcoming announced. Uh, this week on AEW. It's the greatest match, the clash of two worlds, the battle of a generation, in fact. It will be Danhausen versus Hook at some point in the oh. future. And my favorite thing was after Danhausen challenged Hook to the match, the greatest thing was somebody who uh, set this up on Twitter. So if you'll just listen to this. You don't want to be cursed by Danhausen. You will fight it's <laughs> so good i think it, it it's you know we bring that song back every time one of these matches happens and i think that was an appropriate use of it so he thank tries you, Limp so hard oh I no this it. is limp biscuit which one is that it's not like i try so hard and I that got was so not hard. not link not uh lincoln park this was limp biscuit uh who uh freaking uh <laughs> I would love to see them play Danhausen out to the ring. That's all. I'm putting it out there. Tony's got the money. They're available. Yeah. Somebody remix Danhausen's like mm, in the background of every time they they play a chord on that. Julian, song, I'm sorry. I wasn't exactly sure what band that is. Would you mind telling me again what that song sounded like? Uh, okay, it sounded like uh, I don't know how the rhymes go. I'm gonna do this, it my way. This is the Nailed best it. thing that ever happened to me. <laughs> You had a perfect impression. Yo. We should start a tribute band with Julian as lead because yeah, that just was Just be perfect. glad I didn't do Roland. <laughs> I, even, I mean, it wouldn't be the first time, would it? That's the thing. No, no. I wouldn't, Yo, I just, <laughs> we might even have to put that last. That's the funniest fucking thing I've heard this week. 
Y'all, you don't know, but Julian is stealth funny. He hides it behind his bushel. I wanted to put over because I love these little moments that you get when you go to live shows where it's like um, commercial breaks or, oh gosh, during like a, a, a dark event where you really get to see stuff that you don't normally get to see. So Roman Reigns, Joe, because apparently we're best friends and I can just call him by his first name. That's weird. He did a promo at the end where he was like, he broke character and he even asked like, hey, can y'all like not post this online so people don't see me breaking carrier or so people don't see me breaking character. But like, he knew. I mean, as soon as you say that, everyone gets their phone out. You so. know. Like, He's I been don't doing know what the end long. game was. Though. But it's also, it's <laughs> one of those things where it's like, you know, uh, um, when Stone Cold would, after a show or at a dark match, offer people beers and then stun them. Um, it's the same thing as um, when Booker T would come out and like do, uh, have people do the spin rooney Now, it was way more sincere than that and not like as gimmicky. And it was more like, hey, we love you. Thank you for coming. But I like uh, Sincere. So here we go. The hologram, just like that AR thing that uh, that WWE does every single time he comes to the ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not him. It's it's just the uh, 8K camera making it look like it's, it's, it's fine. <laughs> Big John Cena energy. Big John I Cena know. energy from the big dog. I love that uh, shit. What a guy. What a guy. What a guy. So this does it for this episode of Tights and Fights. This week, your hosts were Lindsay Kelk, along with me, Danielle Radford. Our producer, Julian Burrell, is live from the Ponderdome. Yes, that's right. It's absolutely true. Oh, now I want to do that Tina Turner song from fucking we Mad Max 2. We don't need another Julian. I mean, that we would don't do need it. another werewolf. We just need to let me on the Ponda Dome. I had to finish it. I'm sorry. Um, senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle, the voice behind our theme music. So we are putting him over for that. Find links to all our social media channels in the show notes. If you love what we do, remember to hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts and share us with all your friends. Legit, thank you so much to the Max Fund members who make the show possible. Your chance to join them is coming up during the bum 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 Max Fund Drive. And we'll be back next week for more, you guessed it, wrestling. Ties and Bites Podcast. Ties and MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture Artist owned Audience supported